Hello, everyone. This is Meredith with a Y, and I am your host, Meredith Willits. Today, we are going to go deep, changing lives, and I am giving you the keys to the castle. Hello, 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 everybody, and thank you so much for coming back to my podcast, Meredith with a Y. I am your host, Meredith Willits, and I'm so excited to be here today because I am interviewing my spiritual son, Thomas A. Shoot of Five Mile Yoga and Wellness in Wildwood, New Jersey. And Thomas and I have never met, and yet we are... I don't even know. Soul, mother, son. We are internet best, internet bestie, soul family yeah. members. <laughs> yeah. And thank you so much for spending time with me here today. I, you're my first interview. Like this is this is the Aww. beginning. This. I'm so excited. Thank you for having me. Like I'm so excited to finally be able to like. I as soon as you said you're posting a podcast, I was or like making a podcast. I was like, I need to. I need to get on that shit. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. And what's so crazy is, so I was trying to think, and it's funny because Skylar, my oldest daughter, will always be like, how long have you known Thomas? Or I always call you, you know, my Thomas to my husband. Because I'm like, you know, my Thomas in New Jersey, my Thomas, because you're <laughs> my Thomas. And it's so funny because my spiritual journey-ish started also with you, because that you were like one of my very first readings ever doing live anywhere, which I did on Periscope. And yes. yeah, and I <laughs> oh, was in St. Augustine, Florida. Florida. Oh, so, yeah, so. I was in St. Augustine, Florida. And Skylar, we were there on, on a trip. And Skylar's like, why don't you try to do Periscope? And you were there and I read you. And we've literally been connected ever since. Yeah, like super connected. I mean, we even I've done readings on that on that app after you had read me, obviously, because mm-hmm. you were the one who told me that I was a medium. <laughs> and <laughs> I never really I mean, some some of those people still follow me, but it's still more like they're following me. It's not like I'm working with mm-hmm. them or I'm their friend or that like we're like almost like soul family now. So it's interesting that we kind of been able to like stay connected that entire time yeah. since then. Yeah, and you were correct me, fourteen years old when that reading happened yeah I was 14 for a few months before I turned 15 when I was on that app like I super child like should (laughs) definitely like should have been on the app but maybe now I don't know (laughs) but uh yeah I was very young like I was 14 yeah and so going because I kind of really want to talk about you know the spiritual journey and how it impacts a person, their family, their friends, their experience on this planet, and how it impacts it in a negative or you know an unsured way or whatever. I that's kind of where I want to have this conversation go because we're now in the second series of my podcast, which is going to be all on spiritual spirituality and the spiritual journey, and so. That was when you were 14 that you and I had that conversation, that reading, which was amazing and fun. And where were you then as far as a spiritual person? Were, were you? Or were you like religious? I was at a spirit. I, well, I was very religious, but I was at a spiritual crossroads, as I like to put it. I basically was doubting all of my religious faith mm-hmm. and kind of rebelling. Because you know how like whenever you're – 
at a peak with something and everyone wants to throw their hands up and say, I'm done, but they're never actually done. My version of I'm done is I'm going to rebel against what I'm told that I'm not supposed to be doing, which one of the biggest things was psychic readings and mediums and, and basically any other form of spirituality that went a little bit off the grain of a organized path, organized religion. And I was at this crossroads of, and I was rebelling and I was getting every single free reading I could within the span of like two months. And it was after my first reading, I was a tarot card reading with a lady named Brandy that kind of got me going. When I had seen you, I was maybe two weeks on the app, just looking and getting readings, really just trying to see if this was fake or real or what, what the whole why I had this attraction towards this, I don't know. My only way of understanding it is I was rebelling. And I just was looking, I think, for proof of existence other than in the physical world. Mm. And I and I got it. And you were probably someone that I had popped onto's page maybe two weeks of this rebellious period. And ever since then, it kind of went from there. I mean, you also didn't tell me I was a medium at that point. I don't remember. I think it may have been it was like two months of me doing readings, just tarot card readings, like just channeling, working with energy. And then you had finally popped on and said like, hey, you don't need these. You remember that. <laughs> I remember being, right, because I, you, I mean, but, but that's what you're supposed to do when you're 14, 15, 16 years old. You're supposed to go the gamut. And there's people that are 50, 60, 70 who, and, and there's just nothing, starting. yeah, and they're just starting or okay, what are yeah. crystals? Or I want to go to a tarot card reader, or I want to go to a psychic, or I don't understand my religion. It seems like a lot of standing up and sitting down and singing. Like, what what else is out there? You know what I <laughs> yeah. mean? And so I think that we're all kind of looking for a deeper meaning of life, as I like to say, than shoes and purses. And so take me back to you're this young kid and you say I was rebelling because there's going to be people that are going to listen to this that that have kids and there's going to yeah. be people that are 20 somethings that also feel the same I don't know itch inner frustration whatever it is where they're like there's got to be something more than what I've been told or being a good person or a bad person or believing in Christ or you know, believing in whatever, and that gets me this pass to this place. And if I don't do it, or if I'm not good enough, then I go to a different place. And so when you say I was rebelling, is that against parents? Or is that against society? Or is that against your inner beliefs? Or, or were you just stretching out, actually? I kind of just want to say it's a, it's a compilation of, of everything. I mean, when you're 14, you can't stand your parents. Still can't. But <laughs> you can't stand your parents. You are confused with what you want in your life. You're in school being told how to think, not like why we're thinking, which is why you're on Meredith with a why. Any advice I have for anyone listening to the podcast right now that has children is that if one, if you're listening to this podcast, I would say, if this was my life, you're in the right spot. If you're listening to Meredith with a why, I mean, you're, you're looking to better your life, empower yourself, find your own spiritual path, what works for you, what doesn't work for you, taking inventory, that whole kind of thing. You're, if you're listening to this right now, you're in the right spot. It's not happening because of coincidence. It's not happening because you know one of us. It's happening because you're meant to hear what we're saying. And if you do have children and they're acting up or acting out, offer them different options. They're going to school every day and being, I'm, I'm just going to say it how I, how I see it, it's brainwashed. You're, that's just 
we could sugarcoat it and say, oh, you're being taught how to think. But no, you're being brainwashed into a form of thinking that doesn't work for everybody. I'm not saying it's bad or good. I'm just saying it doesn't work for everybody. So your kid's backlashing and freaking out because you are as well. So offer this path, offer this this opening and this this open arms and open heart to kind of understand that it's not working for them anymore. You know, it's not their whatever's going on in their life, it's not working. And if they don't have a strong spiritual foundation, this chaoticness, everything remains constant. Everything's a constant, everything's consistent. So this entire life of inconsistency and chaos is going to be consistent and it's going to last forever. There's no beginning or end. So if you can't take control of that and grip and grip onto this issue within your own life, let alone your kids, that's when that change starts to happen. So that's why I always try telling everybody, if you have young, young kids too, like get on this stuff now before it's too late and they like become serial killers or something. <laughs> well, I know <laughs> but, like with Brock, like he's the youngest, so he's nine and he was doing this really amazing program at school. And it was by way of this university and it was all about like breath work and they did like the box breathing, which basically is like breathing in, out, hold. right, out, right, hold in, exactly. Out, hold. And, yeah. and so that goes right to that yoga, you know, breath work, being inside of yourself, going inward, you know, closing out the outside world, being that's what I'm learning. Yeah. That's what I'm learning. Yoga is nothing but unification between you and God. Oh. I call it Kel. I call God Kel. You can call God whatever you want. The G word triggers everybody that's right. come from organized right. religion. Right. It just the English translation for a creator. So whatever you can name it. I, my life coach calls it the spaghetti monster. Right. Like whatever your spaghetti monster is to you, I call it Kel. It's unification between you and this higher power. So I don't even teach normal yoga classes that you get at a yoga studio. I do this, I have a yoga studio and we, I have, I host workshops, lectures, gatherings, dinners, and we just grow. It's growth. We get connected to the creator. I'm sick of this mainstream exercising flexibility, Instagram yogi shenanigans Thank that you. people are now scared to go to yoga yep. because they can't, they're not flexible. Everyone goes to me. Oh yeah. I've been meaning to come to class. I'm just, I'm not flexible. So I, I don't know if I'm going to be good at it. Why would you come to class if you were flexible? You come to get flexible. What are you like? What? Like right. I'm over the the mainstream view of what yoga is, and it has nothing. Asana, which is the physical movements, is one eighth of what yoga really is. It's nothing. It's it's that is nothing. It's 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 everything. It's breath. It's life. It's God. It's it's, it's movement as well because moving the energy. You are you know about you know about energy being moved because of emotions. And I do this before my <laughs> podcast to get my my energy flowing and going and and I know that I've seen Tony Robbins and you know Robbins he's he does the same thing to get that that chi, that chi that prana moving and movement life force energy yeah. yes god energy exactly yeah. so moving into watching you grow from okay lots of tarot cards and crystals which are all positive and they're they're all by proxy of energy they're just tools they're, they're tools they're, just tools. they're, tools. they're just tools they're crutches there's nothing wrong with them as long as they're using being used in a positive, loving way. Does it have good order to the direction? Is it God? Is it does it have is it is it generating goodness? Is it organizing goodness? Is it delivering or destroying anything that's in our in our path? Right, exactly. Yeah. And and what is in comes out. So whatever's in and what you put in comes out. And so it's this it's this ebb and flow of energy transference of who you are and what you're what you're practicing. And I tell people all the time, you faith is a practice in having faith 
today I am exactly where I'm supposed to be with Thomas having this exact conversation because this is exactly where we're supposed to be and it's going to take us exactly where we need to go. I have faith in that. And if all the computer stuff fails and I have a glitch, and that's exactly what's supposed to happen because the next breath I was going to say was going to be something stupid. So shit timed out on me, right? So I have faith even in the glitch. You have to have faith even in the glitch. You have to have faith in the fender bender, I always say. So the thing of it is, is it's a practice like yoga. And what I think I hear you're saying from is, is our practice of the, the visual of where yoga has gone to be, you know, white suburban women traipsing around in Lululemon and, Lululemon, you know, yeah. shoving their Oops. knee behind their brain and, you know, doing push-ups. That's not yoga. Not at all. I hate that. <laughs> I really do. And I, I stopped teaching classes on the schedule. I host workshops where it's not a membership and you're coming and you're working. We're not, I'm done doing that. Mm. I'm, and I'm, and I don't care if we're not the best yoga student in the, around. We're the most different mm-hmm. and you will not find what we are offering anywhere. And it's not even a, for the sake of me promoting my business. It's for the sake of like, I'm sick of continuing patterns that are not getting us anywhere collectively in the world. Yeah. Like, Everything like, okay, like you can take this anywhere in life, po- politics, campaigns, political movements, anything, anything that you're sick of seeing constantly and nothing's getting changed. Stop talking about yeah. it. Yeah, you can vote and do all these things, but you, you have to do it. If you think the streets are dirty, you can't vote a politician that you think is going to make your streets get cleaner. You have to be the politician yeah. that makes the street get cleaner. You have to be that person that organizes it because no one else is going to come here and save you, not your parents, not Jesus right now. Nobody is coming right now. You are here and you are only in control of your reality. Yeah. So that's why I can't stand the yoga thing with the Lululemon and blah, 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 blah. I mean, yeah, it's fun. I love my little handstands, but not for nothing. I'm only good at handstands because I did gymnastics as a kid and everyone thinks it's because I did yoga. No, I just incorporate it into my practice. Right. There's a lot more that, that's going on now that I'm in, that I'm going deep into all of this, that the handstand is n- not what I'm doing every day. It's That's just what I'm posting. You know what I mean? And yeah. I'm working on posting the raw authenticity of what I'm actually doing. So what, what transferred, what changed you from the tools, so to speak, even though yoga is sort of a tool and we're going to talk about the Kundalini yoga and you're going to explain all that to me. But, you know, what changed and clicked in you that you went, everything I kind of need is inside of me and I don't need I don't need anything else. And actually what I do need is to keep going deeper and deeper and deeper, which before we actually started recording, you said, I'm actually going deeper inside even more than I was going before. Yeah. Now more than ever, I'm going in. Well, one word answer is Kundalini. However, one of the things, so I'm actually working on a little side thing right now because I have 20, you know me, I have 20,000 side things. Right. <laughs> I have like 20 businesses right. and like that aren't even just, they're just, they're just there. One of the biggest lessons I am learning now that I look back and to answer this question is when we are being brought up in a God-fearing household. So AKA, if you were growing up Catholic, if you were growing up going to church, if you grew up in any religious religious group that's organized and controlled, extremely controlled by a government, we are being taught to fear God. You, out of all people, know fear is one of the, it's opposite of love. The opposite of love. Fear is opposite of love. Opposite. Fear is not good. We should not be fearing God. You shouldn't tell your kids 
that if you steal or if you kill someone, God is going to punish you. That is a scare tactic. There is about 20,000 multitude of gazillion other routes you could have taken to tell your kid not to kill somebody. (laughs) You don't fear the extension of your higher self. You don't fear yourself. Fear is what's keeping you from unlocking anything in your path in your life. Fear is not good. Fear is what we are striving to get away from. It's the, on, the, on the spectrum of vibrational frequencies, you know this. We are trying to get to whatever, enlightenment or love. Anti-fear. Or <laughs> the opposite. Anti-fear, literally the opposite. We're trying to like flip Fearless, that chart and go to courageous, the exact opposite. Right, everything, right. <laughs> so let me ask you this because I want to – let me sit here for one second. So what happened because I know – I mean how old are you now? 19. Okay, so you're 19 years old. <laughs> You've moved out on your own. You started this this yoga wellness studio. What happened that allowed the fear to go, the self-doubt? Because because these are the things that are keeping people broken and frozen, right? Fear, yeah. self-doubt, victimizing yourself by way of your thoughts and thinking that, you know, I need to be like Susie and Jenny and Claire and Joe. And so and go to college and, and, right, and do, do and do the, you know, listen to my parents. Ex- do the whole exactly. Thing. And so what shifted in you from fear to courage, love? Let's try this. One mantra. You ready? Yes. Get your pen and papers out <laughs> if you're driving. <laughs> press pause and screen record this shit. Okay. Yogi Bhajan says. I don't believe in miracles. I rely on them. Mm. I'll say it two more times. I always say it. Yeah. I don't believe in miracles. I rely on them. Nice. Once more. I don't believe in miracles. I rely on them. Mm-hmm. When I was going to the yoga studio and my friend's mom was pep talking me into doing it, I was like thinking to myself, well, why aren't you doing that? So I said it. Why aren't you doing it then? You want me to do this so bad? You have this bit. Well, I have bills and I have two kids now and I can't. Bah, 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 bah. I'm like, uh, okay. She's scared. Fear. That's point blank period. She's fearful. Mm-hmm. Right? And we are an extension of God. So therefore she's fearing God. Fearing God does not work. That is a social contract that we will block chop right out of the fucking way. So I went within and I said, okay, let's say this doesn't work. Let's do the math. What's my rent times by 12? How much debt am I going to be in with rent? How much debt am I going to... Okay, did that math and realized it was about one semester in college in debt. If I make zero, absolutely zero money and don't and just don't make any money and sit here and just waste and just take out a credit card. It's a it's a college semester, mm-hmm. which all my friends are doing. So if I listen to my parents at eighteen years before I moved out, before I turned eighteen, I could have done this just in a different form. I could have went to college and not fulfilled my path and not faced my fears and relied on the miracles that are about to be unfolding and I could have went to college or I could have just relied on the miracles and just said, either way, I'm still going to be in debt, but I'm not one. I'm rebellion. <laughs> rebellion <laughs> stills. I'm not going against, I'm going against my parents, but I'm just going to do what I think is going to best fulfill my higher self, my higher purpose, my connection to God. It felt like it had good orderly direction. It, it felt right. Was it scary? Was everyone kind of like, are you really doing that? Like, do you really like what, and then people are like, oh, it's going to be so great. They're like, but you, at the same time, you had the people that are pep talking you. But that's what it was. It was one mantra. That's really all it was. And every day, as I'm doing the math and I'm not employed, I'm like, how am I savings account? I still need to get cleaning supplies. I still need to get my business license, my insurance, all this stuff. And I'm thinking to myself, calm down. 
I don't believe in miracles. I rely on them. It doesn't matter what I need to get, all the bills, this, that, and the other logistics. I mean, yeah, owning a business is not easy. Like, I'm, I'll am i be the first one to tell you, this was this stresses me out. I just told Meredith before we came on here, like, I am over this place. <laughs> I am done. COVID's got me. I'm over it. I don't want – I just I, – I live here. Like, I'm done. Like, I'm over it. I do one workshop a month at this point. Well, COVID's but tough. But I'm going with it. I'm, COVID's I'm tough. dealing with yeah. myself. Yeah, COVID's ruining everything, mentally, everything. But it doesn't matter – I'm using this time to go within and I have a beautiful facility that I'm doing that in. And and what comes out of this, I have no idea. My lease is up in July. Am I staying? My human tells me I'm not, but my soul is like, you know, I don't know, maybe, right. you know? So that's what it comes down to. It's, it's that there, there's so many analogies of why miracles are so prevalent. Wait, wait, it's just, but mir- when you were saying that saying, say it again, I don't believe in miracles. I rely on them. Okay. So, so this goes back to everything that we just talked on because you are the miracle. So you don't. Re- are you? How, how you difficult are is that the miracle? You talk are- to any infertile human being; they can't have kids. It's mm-hmm. it's the biggest struggle, and they and they hate their life because of it. Right? Because they haven't they haven't healed these deep inner wounds, right? Right. Or whatever. The first step is clearing the G word trauma. The second step is this faith, right? Mm-hmm. I always say. You see how difficult it is to have a child, to bring a child into this world, to bring life into this world, right? So just think about how difficult it was to bring you here. That statistic, that number, logistically, how difficult was it to bring you here? Right. So why is your life not a miracle in itself, let alone every breath you're taking every second of the day? Every, every, get rid of seconds and time. And it just is. Just it replace is. that with breath. I replace yeah. it with breath. Okay. Breath is time to me. I just do breath. Inhale. What am I taking in and what am I releasing? Mm-hmm. Every sp- second, every breath of the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what I replace. With. That's what I'm telling people. That is a miracle. So why would you not expect miracles to happen out in front of you? Nothing is happening against you. Get that out of your head. Nothing right. is happening. You're not being punished. You're not being punished. No one's. God is not punishing you. He's not sending a flood and killing thousands of people and murdering people. I mean, if you want to talk about God killing people, he killed more people than the devil has. The right. devil killed like two people in the Bible and God killed like a gazillion. If you want to talk about that, right? It doesn't matter. Your higher power is nothing but of love. So why is it that not every second, why would you not be expecting miracles? Mm-hmm. Right. Why would you just, why would you just assume that it's not going to work out? So how does that manifest? So like, I'm really big on, especially in this podcast or with clients is, is the tools. So you have theory you know, you have faith, you have doing the spiritual work, you have these things. So the tools behind that is what people are looking for. They're like, okay, Meredith, you read a hundred books and Thomas, you get it at age 19. You keep reading all the books you want. Right. What's (laughs) the tools though? What are the tools that you use that today keep you in faith all day today? What will, if, if something's this or something's that, how do you maintain Thomas's faith? today thomas's faith comes back to the the first the first to me the first step i have and take is the g word god right Mm -hmm. kel this week it's kel she might be called something else next week i don't know it doesn't matter it doesn't matter it's a word it's an english word words are magic so as long as it has this meaning to it behind it whatever there's like gazillion names of god in just the hebrew language alone in judaism because he has different aspects right whatever who cares? It's a name. No one can tell you who your higher power is. They are not right or wrong. That's why there's wars. Right. Because my God is real and yours isn't. Right. And then they both are saying the same thing. They're both operating on the same frequency and it all comes down to fear. Right? So you're removing Thomas, the fear. So get 
So on the daily, when you're so, going through your day. I remind myself that no I fear. possess this no inner fear. guru, right? Inner guru isn't like this God complex, it's not egotistical. It's that I possess all of the ancient wisdom that I need inside of me, all of the information that I need from past times to future times. Again, time doesn't exist. We're only right here and right now. Right. Everything I need to know, I already know. I don't need to go to somebody to tell me this. I don't need to go to a pastor to tell me this. I don't need to go to some yogi, spiritual guru that started a cult to tell me this. I don't right. need to give someone a gazillion dollars to tell me the secrets of their life. You have all of the information you need inside of you. So every day, that's what I remind myself. Now, don't get me wrong. I believe everyone should have a life coach and a business coach if you have a business, right? Everyone should. This doesn't mean you have to walk through life alone, right? It's just that these, yes, these people can help you. And I believe that we should have life coaches in these things because that's how we make a living at the end of the day. And also we've done all the work. So we're holding their hand, right? Yes. Someone should be there to hold your hand. Like a partner, okay? more of a partner in life. Exactly. Partner, whatever, whatever you want to call it. Again, mm -hmm. another name. Yes. You do not have to walk through anything alone in life. However, they are not going to do the spiritual work for you. They can tell you how, and you can read a hundred self-help books and you can listen to a hundred podcasts and they can give you all, as you say in the beginning, the keys of the castle. However, yeah. if you don't put the key in the socket and twist it Doesn't and matter. turn it and shake right. out the stagnant energy, nothing will ever change and no one else around you will because everything is constant and consistent and consistency is key. That yeah. is the key to the castle. What is your constant? What is your consistency? For me, it's this faith. This is why it's exactly, and faith is number one. Number one. It starts everything. It's trust. trust. Trust, faith, whatever you want to call it. In the is. So let me ask you, so, because I know nothing about Kundalini Yoga. It, okay. sound, it sounds very sexy. It is. It's amazing. I love it. And so, A, okay, let's start with how did you get into it, find it? What is Long it? Long story short. Long story short, I was working at a yoga studio. It was a cafe, a little bar. And I did a yoga training so I could teach yoga, whatever, as most people do nowadays, because everyone teaches yoga. Everyone's a yoga teacher. And there was this lady who walked in and she walked into the bar as I was closing every night because she was teaching her class. But my the bar was open 30 minutes into her class. So I could never take her class. Mm. She walked in and the way I described her was the female walking version of Jesus. That's exactly how I described it every single time. She walked in and she didn't walk in. This woman floated in, floated in. Her name was Kristen. Kundalini Kristen. She led Kundalini class and all the middle-aged women, all the middle-aged women said, Thomas, you got to take Kundalini. You're going to love it. Because they knew me and I, I was like the known tarot card reader and the medium and everyone knew me. I was like, what is it? They said to me, it's like getting high without doing drugs. And I said, okay. <laughs> so I asked my boss, can I close 30 minutes early and take this class one day? She said, yeah, sure. Whatever. Go. Just clean up and serve drinks after. Whatever. I said, okay, sure. I go back. We do some chant thing, we tune in, and she's saying there's this energy at the base of my spine that's going to get risen up, and I'm going to have this awakening. I could have this awakening. So I'm like, okay, you knowing me, I'm intuitive. I, I'm aware of my body and things. I started feeling stuff happening in my body, like vibrations, sensations, <laughs> things moving up. And like, like my spine was like loosening up, like very, very interesting feelings. And the first thing you do is you tune in to the inner guru that you that is in within you. Okay. So we say Om Namo Gudadev Namo. You can translate it 500 different ways. It literally just means I bow to the creative consciousness within. Okay. The inner guru within. 
the creative wisdom within. So that's whatever. making that's turning your brain inward and acknowledging yeah. that you're going inward, acknowledging that you, that what's in you is the answer. I love that. And is ancient wisdom. You're tuning into the golden chain of Kundalini masters. You're you're tuning into this vibrational frequency. It's vibrating your organs as you're chanting and you're you're going in. And then it becomes a ritual. Every time you practice, you now say this chant. So your brain and your body goes, Oops. shit is about to get real. Right. We're going there. Tuning in, turning Tun- on. Tuning in, turning. Right, right. We're going there. Hey, click, yeah. click, click. We're going there. Right. Gotcha. Yep. Perfect. So that happened. Next day at school. Long story short. I could talk about this every day. It's a long story. But long story short. Go to school the next day. Start sobbing, crying. I don't cry. Went to my grandma's funeral. Didn't cry. I'm not a crier. I express my emotions differently. I'm not tough. I'm a, I'm a little what, whatever, but <laughs> like I'm a sad, I'm like, I'm a child still, like, <laughs> but I process my emotions differently. Mm-hmm. Not crier sobbing in school, sobbing, sobbing really? a senior in high school, sobbing, right. Seeing signs, number, repeated numbers, knowing what's going to happen before it happens on a larger scale than normal, uh-huh. like constant, like, like stuff. It, it's, it's shit is happening. So I, looked it up. What are the signs of the Kundalini awakening? And texted Chris and I said, something's happening to me. Like I feel different color. I could see color. Like you people can think like we can only use 10% of our eyes. All I have to say is if you haven't had a Kundalini awakening and Meredith, you may have one, have had one as well. You don't have to practice Kundalini yoga to do it. This just raises the energy to make you force it up your body to do it. You work through the spine. It's a coiled energy at the base of the spine. They say it like a, like a snake, like a Kundalini snake, which is why I have that on my finger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> For those of you that aren't watching and listening, there's a finger tattoo on my middle finger. <laughs> Not because I can, want to flip people off. But. You should be able to catch this. I should be able to put this on YouTube. So um, Meredith with a Y on YouTube or Meredith Willett. So you'll be able to watch Thomas and I on YouTube and, <laughs> see, and, and, see, and see his hands. middle finger. <laughs> <laughs> yes, love uh, it. Anyway, so I texted her. She said, you're having a community beginning. It took me took me a few years. I, w- I was walking in the city once randomly one day, and it just started happening. It just feels like a presence comes about you. It's it's nothing. But if you were to translate it into Christianity terms, it's the Holy Spirit entering you. Mm-hmm. If you were to translate it into Judaism, I guess you could say like it's like you're talking to God. Islam, same thing. You can translate it many different ways. I like to use the Christian way because I've healed from that religious trauma. I don't care anymore. I have no problem calling him. God. He, she, it, God. I have no problem saying Jesus and not thinking of like a man on a cross. It's like telling you what to do with your life. Like and I, you fought I don't... me. You fought me in the beginning because you were like, you were going with the magic well, wands, and I'm like, oh, Thomas, no, 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 no. I hated Jesus. Right, I hated you were, everybody. You were so in it, and I'm like, yeah, okay, no, he'll come back. I don't I need to focus. I was, right. I was breaking out of these chains that I was being told. This is how it is. This is what it is. Yeah. No, like. I have a whole different relationship with Christ that I, that I never thought I'd ever have. Right. I do. Basically, yeah, that, if that answers your question, it's, it basically comes down to like the fundamentals of Kundalini Yoga. I can, I can make a whole podcast about talking about it because it's like so in-depth. Right. But you tune in. It's, it's all within you. The answers are within you. We are distracted. You have cell phones. You have the news, which is lying to you. Like, are you guys still watching the news, people? Come on. <laughs> you have the news. You have your phone. You have people that you attracted into your life because you did not heal your shit and they're both you both dealing with the same stuff in different manifestations mm-hmm. you have so many distractions that you can't go within you can't have that inner knowing the inner guidance the intuition intuition isn't pulling tarot cards people intuition is knowing what is right for you in your life and feeling the right direction because there is no right or wrong it's feeling what is going to best suit your higher purpose your right, best your, suit your right higher now self. 
And right, right now, now, not now, later, you're not worrying about any other time. Now, that is intuition. Kundalini does nothing but it expands your creative energy. It heightens your intuition. You're, it's the yoga of awareness. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Awareness is, that's like when I say like clearing the G word trauma, that's like one of like the before trust, before yeah. you get to that trust level. That's awareness and God. That's, it's, it's, it's the canopy. So, so what I'm hearing you, what I'm hearing and what I'm looking at, like in my mind's eye, when you're talking about this moment in school the next day where you're sobbing, to me, that's an acknowledgement of truth. So it's kind of like when people get the goosebumps. So in that moment, it was almost like this acknowledgement of that was real. Like this is change real. actually occurred. The Correct. pattern has been shifted. Like, yes. like like we cracked the code. We unlock. We actually turned the key of the castle, and the door actually slightly opened for a second. It maybe right. shut again, but it opened this time. It didn't right. just put it in the hole and take it out. This is the difference between goosebumps validation and your Knowing. body being completely filled with this overwhelming vibrational validation. Like holy shit. Something's shifting in my life now. Mm-hmm. I'm doing something. This mm-hmm. is a spiritual work. The reason why I don't like normal yoga classes is because, and and just meditating, simply meditating, it's because that's all band-aids. Like, yes, it is helping, and yes, it is mindful, and, it, and I, I, I'm not trying to denounce it. I'm just saying the reason why I choose kundalini is because you're not only getting the physical, it's mental. If you have your hands up for 22 minutes in a kundalini class, and you're crying because it hurts, you'd rather cry and let that out than put them down and be and and not complete the Kriya or the, the purpose of the class. So you're getting physical, mental, spiritual, emotional. You're getting all of it in one. That's why I practice it. It's a daily practice. However, there's a lot of different things. You still want to have your life coach to help you and, and to talk about things because you, you still want to let things out other ways. Like I don't like to tell people this is the answer. Yeah. That's, that's going against what I hate, which is – there is no answer. There is no answer. This is what works for me. And I know that it does a lot more than just simply listening to a guided meditation. Yeah. Sorry. That's all I have to say about it, really. And it, it, and it works. I mean, I could go into many areas of my life on how it's changed and done things as far as money. I'm 19 years old and somehow have a two-building yoga studio. Like, it's two buildings. It's not yeah. one. Like, it's two slots with a wall knocked down. Like, I right. manage two buildings. and. I mean, I'm not rich and I'm not saying that I'm like the successful entrepreneur. However, like I'm still afloat, living and breathing and very alive and, and vibrant. And I feel very joyful in my life. Yeah. And I will say that I think and believe that it was because of Kundalini. Now, obviously, I, did, I wasn't in Kundalini when I met you, but that's why it's not the only answer. There's other things you do to attract things that are meant that for work, life. That, but again, that speak to you, that, that make sense to you, that vibrate with you yeah. at your... I don't know where you meet it. Yeah, you, you got to meet your it. Frequency. Yeah, you got to meet your it. Consistency. Where you... Your consistency. Where are yeah. you at? What are you dealing with? What is your exact same issues? Because what you're dealing with, you're not going to attract these random little passer go buyers, whether it's in a relationship, coworkers, bosses, friends, family members resurfacing. Yeah. You're dealing with the same thing. You don't want that. They're actually just signs of uh, your own issues. 100%. They're your mirrors I mean, to go. Even if you have hey. good friends that make you feel good, yeah. you're both still the same stuff it's not that it's bad it's just their signs like hey this is we're both dealing with the same stuff basically you like energy attracts like this is all scientific <laughs> right like all very scientific you know which is as i as you well know it's it's the science that I, I always say god's the biggest scientist of all times because that's what this is protons neutrons electrons frequency like this isn't 
this isn't rocket science. And yet it is. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, okay. So we talked about, so the yoga studio, you're doing wellness classes. So can you do a Kundalini class like online with Zoom? Like if I got a yes, group of I, people? I, I could. And I, the only reason why I don't like it is because I, this is also why I'm on schedule with regular yoga classes. It's because I got threatened by a lady because I wasn't doing the mask thing. Because I, not that I wasn't trying to, it's not that I'm being reckless. I, I make it very known. Like when they walk in, like, listen, like, we're doing breath work. We're, we're not breathing normal. We're forcing air in and we're forcing it out very mm-hmm. heavily. Like it's the particles are everywhere. I said, so like, if you do not feel safe and I have a contract, please do not come. We'll crack the door, the window, whatever we got to do. But like, it's not a yoga where if you're following protocol, it's not, you, you gotta, you, we would be, we'd be waiting for what, how many months has it been? Nine. Yeah. So I, whether they get tested or not, you know, it's very like, it's literally like come at your own risk. It sounds like super, but it's um, true. That's where we're at right now. Yeah. People are going to crucify me for that, but I'm really just, it's very user destruction. And I personally don't think wearing a mask while you're forcing air in and out Mm. is a good idea. I'm not saying that mask restrict your breathing because the who said that it doesn't. I'm just saying that when you're forcing it in and out, I mean, it just doesn't work. Like it gets stuck in the nose and it's just not. So I have taken my classes off the schedule. The reason why I don't like doing Zoom, someone wanted me to do my last workshop on Zoom. It was a huge hit. We oversold tickets. We had to move furniture to like carry the spacing. Yeah. Beautiful event. They wanted me to do Zoom, but the issue was I'm so glad I didn't do it is I like to walk around and help. Because right. if you're doing a pose with your hands up for seven minutes and you really get through it, don't you really want to make sure that you're in the right positioning because right. you, otherwise you just wasted seven minutes of pure terror, like torture, right. like, right. you know, no. So I like that with my workshops, it's a closed group. That's comfortable with me going up to them yeah. without my mask and going yeah. up to them and moving them and helping them. So I could do zoom and they're, and you know, I'm just creating an excuse. Like this is just an excuse. And I might start doing zoom. Cause if I start getting people, a, a lot of people have been reaching out to me online with like my online community of people that have been following me since periscope days. Right. They all want in on what I'm doing. And I'm like, I got a yoga studio, but they all live all over the world. So it's, they're like, it's like, we're like macro influencers. Essentially we have these fans that want to be a part of our life, but we live where we live and we're not, the, at that point yet, I guess you right. could say. Right. One day, <laughs> for soon. <laughs> but, uh, I'm like waiting for that. But so I might start doing a little bit of Zoom stuff. But it, can you it, do like a mini Kundalini class, or is it always going to be two I'm hours? I'm doing a two-hour workshop. Technically, a Kundalini class is it could be thirty to an hour. I mean, it's okay. really it doesn't have it could be eleven minutes. I mean, but I can make it. I just make a two-hour class so that I can really rattle everyone's cage it's beautiful because they're stuck in here for two hours and then we have a huge dinner afterwards so it's like really rewarding but if i was on the schedule with kundalini it'd probably be an hour or an hour and a half and you're in like for people because i do have a ton of people that listen out in new jersey and mainline you're in north wildwood so i know a lot of those folks go to the shore and can like look you up at five it's called five mile Yoga and wellness. Yoga and wellness. So let me ask you a question because I know we were talking about, you know, the people in your life that show up and are all of your friends like you or are you the weirdo like I am or well, (laughs) in the best best way possible? Like, you know, like I love being the weirdo. Well, I don't, 
it's not that I love being the waiter. I just, I, I don't have, it's like, I don't have a choice. It's like, I'm too new now. So it's like, I, I, but I love my life. So I guess I do love being the waiter or whatever. Right. It's funny. When I was in high school, I was getting interviewed for that stupid television show that never got greenlighted. Well, I got interviewed for two. The right. first one was called, are you the black sheep of your friends and family? And they were trying to cast me for this like little psychic high schooler that like I'm the weirdo. And then another uh, production company was trying to produce it. Thomas the Teen, like witch, <laughs> and you know to really promote that I'm absolutely weird, right? And I'm also a guy, witch, and witch is like a usually a female term, so it was a whole thing. But my friends from high school, I only I only carried a select few over. Only a few of them are deserving of my my time and sanity <laughs> and peace. So one of them lives, who her mom helped me get the yoga studio as far as instigating me to do it. Marguerite Sherry, my friend from high school, she lives right there. Marguerite's her mom. It's like two houses down. It's nice. really awesome. I have Tori, who's in New York City. Love her so much. She's helped me tremendously. Like, just and we help each other. I always that's whenever I'm in New York City, I'm with her. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. And I have a few other friends. I mean, like uh, I still hang out with Liv and Carly. You know, Josh, right? He's a D two or something. I don't know how basketball works, but he got like a full ride to like Rutgers, I believe. Nice. And are uh, they like you? I mean, are they into spirituality or are they just not, like... though. Tori's dwelling a little bit more into it. Sherry bought some tarot cards. I mean, but I, not not for sake of being better or worse, but I'm really the only one that's instilled like mass amounts of spiritual work on all myself. And mm. that's why I believe my life is the way that, that it is. People don't understand my relationship with my family or my parents and the boundaries that I've put up. But mm. if it wasn't for those boundaries, again, I wouldn't have yoga studio. I'd be at college right now in right. debt. And there's nothing wrong with college. I went to college. No, there isn't. There isn't. And you might go to college next year and you might not, right? It didn't work for me. It might work for you. But if I listen to other people, my point Exactly. A lot of my friends, they're not understanding of like, they don't understand my relationship with my parents or this and there. But it's like, if I let my parents walk all over me, like most other people do. Or anyone. Or anyone walk all over you. It doesn't matter. That's the beginning. That's the beginning of... Exactly. Brown your lines, and I'll have you on again when we talk about parenting and all that other and divorce and all that other yeah, good stuff because yeah. we have tons of stuff that we could talk about. But I think that the parents, the parent piece, is the beginning of healing to me. It's the inner child, it's, yeah. Right. Essentially, so if who you, you were around right. when you grew up, exactly. And so, if you can heal that piece, that piece, P I E, if you can heal that piece in you and learn how to put up boundaries and learn how to you know, communicate and learn how to walk away from or to follow your own heart, you will do that in every piece of your life. Exactly. One of my spiritual teachers who I no longer am associated with, she taught me, which you have to be careful with this one. Yeah. It's She says, how you do anything is how you do everything. Mm. However, I'll say it two more times just because I always do three times when I say something that like makes someone's jaw drop <laughs> or triggers them. <laughs> how you do anything is how you do everything. How you do anything is how you do everything. The reason and, and where we draw the line with that is is laziness. I think that laziness is nothing but your soul being drained out. Yeah. You're not interested. So don't do it. Yeah. Don't do it. Yeah. If your soul wants change, it will put the spiritual work in. It's not easy, but you'll do it when, you're, when your soul wants to change, when your human is ready to take this change on. Yeah. However, in any other aspect of your life, how you do anything is how you do everything. So- if you, <laughs> I mean, you could put and I mean, you could puzzle piece that into anywhere of your life right now. Yeah. So that's how I, I, I do. That's how I put boundaries up with anybody. They're, I'm not treating a family member different than I am a customer at my studio or a client at my in my in life coaching or readings. Right. Like right. I, 
everyone and anything is the same way because, and also I have to take care of myself. So if I'm not, if I'm not taking care of myself, how am I going to be nice to somebody? Right. Right. And who am I around? And how, if you treat yours, how, if you treat how your... I choose friends is how I'm going to choose family or whatever. Like you, how you do anything is how you do everything. So it's who you're surrounding yourself by is a high vibrational or low vibrational. Again, constant consistency, whatever you're constant in is what's going to be cons- consistent in your life. Yeah. And I mean, and, and how you choice. treat yourself, but I mean, how you treat your parents, meaning with respect and hey, this doesn't work, is how you're treating yourself and how you're treating your friends. And I, it exactly. is all. And if they don't like that, that, you have no business staying or dealing right. with it. That's the big. It doesn't yeah. matter. I, I hear all the time, uh, I have to go to my dad for Christmas, and oh my god, oh my god, why? Right. Oh well, it's it's my dad. I have to. Why? Right. But Be mindful. I'm Respect for, yourself for taking care of my my energy. Right. I'm gonna pour from an empty cup and go negative to make other someone else feel happy when it's never gonna be good enough for them anyway. Right. No. Totally. And we'll Stop talk. We'll, I mean, it. we'll totally talk about that too. In yeah. you know the parenting and like I said, you know divorce and all that stuff. That we're just gonna be other series yeah. where we really dive deep into that. Yeah. There's so many niches. There's so many niches. <laughs> yeah. But- so what is your Instagram so like people can follow you and see all your amazing handstands and all that stuff so they can. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it's Thomas A. Shoot, S-H-U-T-E. So yeah, miscellaneous. And that's how it is from everything. Okay. And YouTube, Thomas Shoot, I'll probably just come up because I have enough videos now. I don't have any really subscribers, but I have enough videos at least that my name should pop up if you look up my name. Okay. And I'm really just there. Facebook don't count on me staying there. I get banned like all the time. So <laughs> don't have me on Facebook. I won't be there for long. Okay. And as far as now, if you want to see me all the time, Instagram is where it's at. My stories are always, you know, that are jam packed with me. It's just me. And yeah. that's the thing. I don't, for everyone watching, if you made it this far, I don't present myself as the spiritual guru. I present myself as a normal 19 year old. Like, yeah, I still go to New Year's parties. I still do all these things, but I think personally, Maybe I'm shooting my own horn or not, but I feel like I just deal with my shit a little bit differently and I share that with you. So I don't, I may not look like I am any different than anyone. And I have finger tats and tattoos. Like, and I, you know, might look like an any average human being, but I, life is different on the inside for me a thousand percent. I mean, just as far as talking to dead people in itself. Is, right. And one of your is, best friends is almost 50 years old. <laughs> <laughs> That's the other thing <laughs> about you asking about my friends. I mean, it's not just high school friends. A lot of my, a lot of my friends though, as far as I knew when you were asking, you're probably talking more about these people my own age, but yeah. my real, my good, good friends are not my age at all. There's a lot of them are late 20, 30. A lot of them are 45, fifties. Yeah. And those are the, a lot of them are fifties. I mean, my friend's mom is, I don't know how old she is, but she's forties or fifties. And she, I mean, these are my best friends. These are like, these are my people at this moment in my life right now. And I really appreciate that. And it does not mean that they need to be aged by a number or labeled by a number around the sun. I mean, it's friends are, and you have to surround yourself by these people. I mean, I've dropped a lot of friends this year. I mean, people have gotten extremely mad at me because I can't handle their energy anymore. And it's, it's actually out of respect for them. They should be happy that I'm not choosing to stay it's a, around. Yeah, but, it's a falling away. I mean, we're going to, as we change, we're going to have people that are attracted to us now and falling away from us. That's just the way that it is. I mean, that's, 
that's frequency. That's the way the world works, you know, and then we, we lose a friend and, you know, it's for them and us. So it, it, yeah. it's, it is what it is. But and if, if, and if these people are content, constant and they're not and they're not descending or evolving, yeah. why am I going to stick around if you're still dealing with the same drug addict boyfriends and the same abusive relationships and this just different it's it's the same people with different names right yeah okay if you're not getting out of that well i can't stay around because i am moving forever i'm moving forward i'm not better or worse i'm not trying to see put myself on a pedestal but i am moving forward with my life yeah and that's not a better or worse or not i'm not waiting around and like waiting for you to hop on my train like my train has going you can run and catch up if you want i don't care yeah 100%. 100%. My, my train's always open. However, I'm not waiting for you. My train's going to continue moving forward. And we have to. I mean, that's that's. I mean, yeah, if you, want, the way if you want anything in this life, if you want to get out of the, the, the rut that you are in, I'm working on a project right now and the, the blocks. If you want to chop the block, you have to. Transformation requires effort. That's all I got to say. I just got off the phone with a client in Mainline, Pennsylvania area. And she was asking when I'm coming there. So I think that we should definitely plan me coming there and doing a workshop. And I have appointments over in the main line. And then we can do some fun stuff yeah, over you at can your totally studio. Do like a meet entry event here. You can do, we could do like, you can really do a course maybe, like a, like a one day long course. We yeah. have like food involved. So it usually fun. does good. And I would love to do like, just hang out and practice. And you can stay. We have places just, you could stay, of course. So, of I mean, course. yeah, definitely plan on that. Or even I, I want to get out. So, if, Chicago is open or whatever. I mean, right. Well, I'm <laughs> going to wrap up this Meredith with a Y podcast, and you and I can stay on after, but and okay. and chat. But thank you mm-hmm. all so much for coming and listening to the podcast today. Hopefully, you enjoyed and got something out of it, either for yourself, for a friend, for a family member. Maybe you take something away from it, you know, for kids that you're raising, listening to someone that's been on this journey for, you know, quite a few years now and is still a young person. So thanks so much for listening. Stay tuned for more podcasts with more interviews during this, this series of spirituality. And I will see you exactly here next week, same day. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening. If you would like to connect on a more personal level, head over to MeredithWillits.com or on Instagram at Meredith with a Y for behind-the-scenes footage and outtakes. Please subscribe and come back each week for more Meredith with a Y. Thanks again for listening. Cheers. Cheers.